Okay, so I want to start off by saying that this is the Banner Sheet Sports and Wrestling Show. Okay, so we cover sports and wrestling. Um, I'm going to start off this uh, wrestling uh, review um, talking about SmackDown Live 1000, but I want to talk about before I even get into that, I want to talk about Charlotte Flair and the fans. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with WWE fans. Now, for the longest time, people have been complaining about Vince McMahon and he's the problem. But I believe the fans are the problem. And here's why. I'm starting to think that Charlotte Flair is the victim. And I posted it, I posted this up on banner sheet, um, the bannersheet.com slash uh, wrestling. Okay. If you go there, you'll see my wrestling um, blog. Um, Charlotte Flair is the victim Of the Roman Reigns effect. Where the crowd gets to a point. Or the fans get to a point. Where they want to see someone else over. And they feel like you're in the way. They wanted Becky to be champion. So they booed Charlotte. Now. Charlotte is a great. Wrestler, a great athlete. She's not Roman Reigns. When Roman Reigns, but no, hold, hold, let me before I go there. Roman Reigns is a great athlete. Um, also, so I'm let me, you know, let me, because that didn't sound right the way that came out. But what I'm saying is, she's not Roman Reigns in the in the sense of she wasn't forced on you, whereas Roman was. Okay, Charlotte was actually cheered by the crowd. And this is the difference. The crowd just decided to turn on her one day because of Becky, which is odd and strange within itself. And nobody, even, I, I can't understand why, but she is the victim of the Roman Reigns effect. It's, we want this guy, screw him. So we're going to blame everything on him. But how does WWE even know where to go. If one week you love Charlotte, the next week you hate her for no reason. Now you can kind of see why Vince McMahon doesn't pay the crowd or the, or the fans any attention. And he just does what he wants to do. And he just pushes forward with his own program. Because the crowd is not consistent. And WWE has storylines. Not great storylines, but storylines indeed, right? And they have um, plans, you know, they plan things ahead. And how can you plan things when you have a, a fan base that literally switches on the drop of a dime? They don't even know why they hate Charlotte. If you watch SmackDown Live, when Becky was healing it up with, with Edge. Completely just healing it up. Okay, 
completely healing it up, but the fans cheered her. <laughs> and the moment someone even said anything about Charlotte, she just completely got booed. It's it's amazing. Where did this come from? Where did this energy come from? Nobody knows. How did Becky become the the darling all of a sudden? Listen, I get it. I love Becky. Becky Lynch is great, too. We love Becky Lynch. But the same thing happened with Sasha. Everyone loved Sasha, and then all of a sudden, it was like Sasha's a nobody. Is it is it the way WWE is booking these wrestlers? Is it just the fans are, are uh, bipolar? I don't know. You don't know where to point the finger at, but... I'm starting to shift my fingers towards the fans. You can't say one minute we like this person. They did the same thing with Roman Reigns in a sense. They didn't like Roman Reigns. Excuse me. They liked Roman Reigns. He was cheered when he was with the Shield initially. And then as soon as WWE pulled that trigger and said, okay, he's our guy. They said, we don't want another John Cena. Tell me you didn't do it, because I know that's exactly what everyone did. We don't want another John Cena. But you cheered for him, and you gave the writers the impression that this guy is the guy that, you know, he's got the look, he's got the moves, he's, he's this is the man. Anyone would look at the shield, look at Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns stands out like a sore thumb. And you would think to yourself, hey, this is our guy. And no one had a problem with that until he became the guy. So I'm starting to believe that WWE fans and wrestling fans in general in this era of wrestling are going to hate whoever is pushed as the number one guy, no matter who it is. The only one that is exempt from that is AJ Styles. And that's only because AJ is an indie darling. He was with TNA. He was with New Japan. He was even in WCW. I found that out recently. Couldn't believe it. Show you how bad WCW was. But I'm just... It doesn't make any sense. The Roman Reigns hate, I kind of get. It's stupid to hate Roman Reigns, but I get it. You don't want another John Cena. You don't want another Superman. You don't want another superhero, you know, cut from that Hulk Hogan cloth. I get it. But Charlotte? This is where I have to draw the line and say this isn't, this isn't about... WWE writing anymore. This is a, this is not about Vince McMahon anymore. This is about WWE fans not being able to make their damn mind up. How can they prepare? See, this is what people don't understand. When WWE writes their script, their storylines, how can they write a storyline a decent storyline, a good storyline of heel versus babyface 
If at any moment you'll turn, I'm talking about the fans when I say you, you will turn the baby face into the heel and the heel into the baby face. How can they even begin to write a damn storyline? Everyone, I listen to these other wrestling podcasters and you know who they are. They yell and they scream and they bitch and they moan. But the one people that the one group of people that never gets blamed are the fans. They just say, oh, WWE doesn't know what they're doing. WWE is full of it and WWE is not this and WWE is not that. But the fans are the problem. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley was the man in TNA. As soon as he came to WWE, look. They cheered him one night. After that, crickets. You know why? Because that's the WWE fans. It's not the it's not the writers. Yeah, they did give him some corny storylines. But even before then, they weren't. The fans weren't cheering him. But oh, when he was in TNA, they loved him. I'm starting to think that whoever's the top dog in WWE, whether male or female, unless it's a heel, <clears throat> unless it's a full-blown heel, they're going to boo. WWE fans have been taught to cheer the heel and boo the babyface. And they just don't want to admit it. They want to blame the writing. They want to blame the product itself instead of just looking in the mirror. I can admit it. I was a Triple H fan when The Rock was around. Triple H was the worst heel ever. He was, I mean, when I say worst, I mean the greatest heel because he made you hate him. But I love the heel. And I think that that's what everyone else is suffering from. They love the heel now. Okay. Evolution. And I'm not talking about the pay-per-view. I'm talking about the group. One of the greatest factions ever. No matter how long they lasted, some people say they really didn't do nothing, and this, that, and the third. But just on paper, Randy Orton, Triple H, Ric Flair, and Batista, on paper, may be the greatest faction that's ever existed. Now, the Four Horsemen was great. But when you when you talk about championships, world heavyweight championships, now the greatest group ever was Evolution. Now, with that being said, when they came out on SmackDown Live in Washington, D.C., Batista's home, my home too, by the way, You could feel it in, in the air. Something was going on. There's been rumors that Batista wanted to fight Triple H at WrestleMania. I'll just get it out the way. So, off the break, um, Randy Orton drops a great heel promo about how great he is, how nobody else has done anything. Um, Triple H is, you know, just a businessman. Ric Flair is living off his daughter's legacy. And Batista spent more time in the makeup chair than he has in the ring. 
over the past couple of years. But uh, Randy Orton brags about how he continues to dominate, and you've all seen it. So, so anyway, great heel promo from Randy Orton, but what was really important was Batista's moment when he finally got the Triple H, and I noticed that he got the Triple H last, right? He could have, because in order, if you look at the way they were standing, Orton was standing next to Triple H and Triple H was standing next to Ric Flair and Ric Flair was standing next to Batista. But he's, he skipped over Triple H and went to Ric Flair second. <laughs> he went to Orton first as if he was going in an order. And then he went to Ric Flair skipping over Triple H. And he saved Triple H for last because he talked about how Triple H has done everything in this business. He said this man is this business. He has done everything. In this business. Except beat me. And the stare down. That they gave each other. Especially the look on Batista's face. They sold the shit out of that. Excuse my language. They sold it so good. I mean, just the look that he gave Triple H like, I said that, now what are you going to do about it? And Triple H is looking at him side-eyed. I think this was so... This was done so great, so so wonderfully. The way that they... they I'm lost for words because it's... Not often in today's time do we see a promo get cut in a way where you completely understand what's going on through body language. The moment Batista said it, he looked at Triple H like, now what you going to do about it? And Triple H because he's the cerebral assassin, looked at him side-eyed. Now, we all know Triple H is the best, as far as his character, kayfabe, is concerned. Triple H is the best at getting payback. That's his character. That's what he do. So that side-eyed look was like, oh, really, motherfucker? Like, I got you. <laughs> I'm going to get you. I'm going to shake your hand for now, <laughs> but I'm going to get you. And I just thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. And the crowd popped. Now, it could be because they were in D.C. And, you know, but like I said, Batista's from D.C. And he also spoke about that, how he grew up, uh, he, he grew up dead, grew up poor. He, he was a bouncer for 13 years, just two, uh, two blocks down or something like that from, uh, what is it, the Capital One Center. It changed the damn name so much. It was the Verizon Center for the longest time. But anyway,
this is the way they should have brought Batista back the first time. When Batista returned, I don't know, how many years ago was it now? It was right around the time that uh, that Roman Reigns got the big push. They should have brought him back the same way. I'm going to be honest with you. I was thinking, this is going to sound absolutely crazy to certain <laughs> fans, but wouldn't it be appropriate if they made the Triple H versus Batista match at WrestleMania for the Universal or for the WWE Championship? Because what is Triple H, 14 time champion? He's creeping up on Ric Flair. So, I thought they were going to do it with John Cena. I thought it was going to be a Triple H, John Cena situation where they were going for for Ric Flair's record. But then again, they may, they may decide not to do it anyway. They may decide to make sure that um, Ric Flair keeps that record. Um, But I just thought that, you know, that kind of, kind of makes sense in a way, you know, like to have, to have it be for the, for the, um, for one of the championships, one of the major championships. I mean, hell, you did it with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, but the, the thing is, I think the timing is right for it. And the way the promo was cut, I think they have the momentum to do it. The fans obviously want to see this happen. It's not it's not like it was some years ago where they completely botched the, the Batista return. He's coming back as a badass. He's not coming back as Brock Lesnar light, which 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 is what he was. When he came back, he came back with some MMA style bullshit. Because at that time, they were trying to, you know, use his MMA career um, as his character in the WWE. This time, he's coming back as Batista, the badass, the animal. I just think it would be a dope match at WrestleMania. But it's just my opinion. And, you know, everyone says, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with that. They'd probably rather see AJ Styles versus um, Daniel Bryan. But are they going to make that a main event match? No. They're going to do what they've always done with AJ Styles, even as the heavyweight, as the WWE champion. They're going to put him around somewhere in the middle of the WrestleMania card. It's a shame, but that's what they that's what they do every time. Okay, 
Now, let's get into the bad stuff. I don't know what to feel about Austin Aries anymore. If you watch Bound for Glory, first of all, let me say this before I even get into the rest of it. TNA has been doing pretty good. Um, I've always been a fan of TNA. I've been a fan of TNA because I miss WCW. And I was one of those people that stopped watching WCW when it was around and then got mad when it got canceled. So I'm somewhat of a hypocrite in that area. Um, I want TNA to do good because as long as Vince McMahon feels like he has no rival or no equal, he will always just do what the hell he wants to do and never listen to anyone. So I need TNA, Ring of Honor, to do well. I would say New Japan, but he doesn't view New Japan as a rival. That being said, Samiversary was great. Got great reviews from everyone, even the toughest of wrestling critics. I thought TNA would um, somewhat ride the momentum, but then Bound for Glory happened. <laughs> We're just going to get straight to it. Austin Aries, no soul, the finishing move by Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, uh, Mundo a.k.a. Uh, Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Spaceship. Anyway, um, <laughs> John, I'm going to say John Morrison, Johnny Impact hits the, what is it, the Spanish fly off the top rope, wins the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, this is supposed to be a great effing moment for him. Austin Aries sells it for like, <laughs> what, 30 seconds? Hops right up and walks out the ring, cursing and putting up his middle finger. Now, they said he cursed out the show's producer. I forget his name. I hate, I hate to say it, but Jim Cornette may have been right. Austin Aries is a piece of, you know what. I try not to curse so much on this show. I don't want to be like certain podcasters, you know. Uh, I don't know if this is a work or a shoot. And this is the problem with this. I've been waiting for confirmation all week. No one has been able to really confirm yay or nay. Um, it looks like a shoot. Maybe I'm gullible, but I swear to you, it looks like a shoot. Now, people have been saying that all week long, they have been hinting at a Bret, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels type Montreal 
screw job type scenario. But I don't I don't see TNA allowing this guy to just no sell like that. Unless I'm being worked, and I could be. Uh, man, I could be. This is why I waited. I didn't want to. I didn't want to blog about it. I didn't want to comment on it. I'm waiting for confirmation for uh, for an answer. But if he was just working, and he wasn't really shoot leaving the company. Yeah, he did a great job. I mean, because he sold me. I mean, because nobody does that. No, Nobody would think in a million years that a wrestling company would no-sell a finishing move of their new world champion and have the other guy walk out cursing and putting up middle fingers. This is the end of his contract. I'm talking about Austin Aries. He's done with the company. And the rumor has it is that um, he said you won't see me anymore. So that was prior to the match. Um, I'm going to read some of the comments. And uh, as one person wrote, um, this, this, these are the comments uh, regarding Bound for Glory. Um, regarding the actual um, fiasco that took place after when he no-sold the finishing move. This one person writes, um, if this is a work, then Bravo Impact, you got me. If not, then they need to fire Austin Aries immediately. I agree. I agree with that, definitely. Um, Someone else wrote in response to that comment, says, uh, no, it was real. He's out of, he's out of his contract with impact. This was his last match. So he walked out because he's not signed anymore and he doesn't care. Another person wrote, remember when Punk left WWE with the title, then we, um, then returned to challenge Cena. Why not the same angle? I don't remember that. Someone else wrote his contract ended that night. And that's what the rumor is. That his contract was up. And that he was done. He's done with TNA. Um, someone else wrote it's not a work. It's real. Uh, someone else wrote no. Yes it was a work. Okay. Someone else wrote, I don't think you know what a shoot is. <laughs> so they're kind of going back and forth. Um, another person writes, no way it was a work. This was his last appearance with TNA as he's a free agent now, which proves he truly is a complete piece of sh. Okay. Said um, another person writes, a work should never include no selling. That just ruins the whole atmosphere. And I agree with that. I, that's why I don't think it's a work. Even though they did hint at 
Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Montreal, Screwjob. I just can't see them no selling the new champion. I can't see that one. Because this makes me hate someone for cheating, jumping someone, double-crossing their partner, etc. But not for selling a finish. Yes, you're right. It's not... You don't see a work and not sell it. If so, this is the first time that I've ever seen it. Now, wait a minute, though. Hold on. Hold on. We can't say that because The Undertaker and Kane have been no-selling their whole career. Um, people have put their finishing moves on them, and they just pop right back up. So, those are the only two that are good for no-selling. And also Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan used to get all hulked up and no-sell. And the Ultimate Warrior is another one. They get all juiced up and you'll be punching them and there'll be no selling. But that's about it. Uh, okay. Let's see if we got any other good comments running out of time here. It says another person writes, even Johnny looks shocked by Aries' actions. And this is true. If you watch it, if you go on YouTube and watch the, watch the, um, Final match, and you, and you watch the look on Johnny Impact's face. He looked shocked. He looked shocked. Um, but someone else wrote this, and I'm going to leave off. I'm, I'm, I'm going to end it with this. Austin Aries is running out of places to work. I hope he has other plans because no one's going to want to hire him anymore if this is the case.